0: Hey. hey! It's been a while, guys. It's been a long while. This is the Encounter Mercy podcast. We haven't recorded since uh, late August. Yeah, uh, we just have a lot of crazy stuff going on. But the band is back together, and uh, and you know, here we are.
1: Vince, you have a was, okay. impeccable beard right now.
0: Oh, thanks. I you wish sir. That
1: people could see your beard.
0: Yeah. Well, this is uh, this is a couple months into, I guess, several months into a, a year. Which is one year of a beard, oh, so a year. So te- I mean, technically, I haven't I haven't shaved since December of 2020, but wow, I, I trimmed all the way up until like beginning of February. So I'm going until February because I think that's the real like one year kind of deal. Well, then I think you should go
2: further than that. Like just let it keep going.
0: I'd see like to. how. Yeah, I am more curious to see what Cassandra has to say about it after she all that hates time. It. She hates I it. I knew it. I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> I, I wanna I want to get to a point where I can like take a uh hair tie and like just put a hair tie halfway through it and just kinda
1: I think you should okay, braid, no. you should braid it.
0: Nah, oh it's it. too curly, it's too Like a Viking like or something. Yeah, that would be cool. Maybe you
2: should try I you know, every time I'm on Facebook or social media, I see those um like Straighteners with the the teeth or whatever for beards, and you should take your wife's straightener and just straighten. Yeah, your...
0: no. So so those are bad. So like heat is bad for your beard. Like that's horrible. what everybody tells me. Horrible. So when I blow dry it, I use like the cold setting, and so I freeze my butt off whenever I'm drying it. Yeah, but that sounds. Hey, painful. enough about me. How are you guys doing?
2: Oh, you got your dog comes back in. I love your dog. I know he's crazy. I mean, like he's absolutely nuts. But this is Vince's dog, by the way. Yeah, he's German Shepherd crazy such a good boy he's a puppy at six years old yeah yeah he definitely is i mean every time i come over he just is nuts i don't know hey, yeah good dog just crazy uh-huh. barnabas how's the monastery in the seminary it's been like forever since we've chatted as we already it's... keep saying
1: oh it's it's lovely we're we're still I doing our only thing imagine that praying studying aura at labora um andy do you remember the last time that we spoke
2: No, honestly, I, I can't remember the last time this,
1: this is a story right here. I'd like to share this ought to be good on there. So the last time we spoke, I frantically called you because I had some technology problems and you are a great tech tech technician. Yeah. Technician. I was, um, I was trying to set up for an outdoor movie at my dormitory here. Yeah. And I, uh, what was I trying to do? I was trying to feed the, I was trying to get the speakers to work and I was like, Andy, how do oh. I get the, he's whatever? always, he's always having a hard time thing. getting the speakers Andy, working. Oh, well, he, he totally you saved the head? day
2: for me. Oh, there we go.
1: Can you hear me? Okay.
2: No, we can well, hear you now. Cause, but you know, just like usual technology is fun and, and, it, and you keep cutting out, but
0: that's all right. So, I don't know. Here's, here's the thing, Barnabas. Yes. Um, every priest that I know, at least younger priest yes. is tech savvy. So I don't know what it is about you. Maybe it's the monastery. I'm not Ooh. sure, but you you got to get with the program, man. You, you, you have to. Maybe
1: this will be impediment to my ordination.
2: <laughs> <laughs> don't no. tell my formators. No, understand. no, we we need you. No, no, no. You don't understand. <laughs> you don't need the priesthood as much as we need you for oh, the priesthood. Mercy.
1: <laughs> um. What? Oh, side note, Andy, you'll appreciate. It. I my last self evaluation was due today at 5 p.m. Oh, guess what time it got turned in.
2: 5.15. Like
1: 5.30 p.m. Oh, gosh.
2: Oh, and how <laughs> did Father John Mary treat that? We haven't
1: heard. We haven't heard yet. We're waiting. We're waiting for response. Oh, I'm
2: sure you're going to get some sort of scolding, but honestly, it's only a half hour late, and he doesn't – and hopefully he never listens to this, and nobody ever – you know, anybody that does listen to this, never tell him I said this. I will deny it. I will deny you. I will deny everything. But he doesn't actually get to those to like a week so after you turn him in.
1: Right so be it until this anyway time, wait wait time. so wait i gotta finish this story so uh event so i called andy father andy because i was having technology problems and it was an emergency like i need we had advertised this you know there was going to be like a big crowd of people to come watch an outdoor movie that i was providing i had my own projector i was using these giant speakers from the campus ministry like worship team thing like it was a big deal so he saved the day and i figured it out he told me what to do so I set everything up outside, and uh, oh, no. the movie that we were watching was Jurassic Park, right? Like Jurassic Park through these giant speakers, it was epic. It was awesome. Projected, there was like seven people. Oh, <laughs> seven people! <laughs> we had like giant. Spe- it was awesome for the seven people, but I say yeah. they
0: loved it.
2: Yeah, what you say? Was Father Lawrence? Was Father Lawrence Meisha there? No,
1: no, he's down. In uh, no no uh, he's down in graduates
2: oh oh is he oh he's still in school oh poor yeah. guy i'm glad i'm dumb enough that i don't have to go back to school
0: yeah You're i don't i don't miss school enough. anymore hey but anyway um we should talk to our main topic here hey well tomorrow is all souls day so i figured maybe we can talk a little bit about what is it why do we pray for the dead and um you know what are some you know some customs that you know we each may have in our households. So what do you guys think about that?
2: Sure. Yeah. I think it's doable. Great. Right. Uh,
0: so, yeah. so yeah. So tomorrow, uh, which actually will be when this episode comes out, so November today. 2nd, will be, uh, all souls day. And so that's the day that we pray for all the souls in purgatory. So, that's right. so I don't know if somebody who has a little bit more knowledge wants to, uh, to, to, to take the ball and run with it here, but go ahead, Andy, Father Andy.
2: <laughs> I had a feeling the ball was coming my direction. Um, so tomorrow, of course, uh, is different from uh, November 1st, today, and uh, today, of course, in the Church, we celebrate the Solemnity of All Saints. Uh, today we celebrate all of those saints, named and unnamed, that are in the eternal kingdom of God, the heavenly kingdom uh, that are worshiping him day and night with the uh, angels, and they're all there present before God. But if we are not perfect when we die, uh, it takes some a little bit more time. And while well, time is just not a good word, I hate talking about it in this uh, frame of mind, but we don't have any other option, uh, th- uh, thanks to our English language and our human knowledge. But we have uh, in time, we celebrate uh, and talk about the time of the purgatory. So, if we aren't saints when we die, uh, we have to go through a time of purgation. Um, so, you know, sometimes, you know, if you die and a priest is able to get to you and um, give you. Uh, the anointing of the sick, and hopefully the uh, plenary indulgence and remission of sins through the apostolic pardon, Um, we believe that the person's sins are forgiven uh, through that indulgence and that the person is able to go straight to heaven. And if that doesn't happen, or um, if there's still some reason that God determines that we need to have some time of purgation, um, we have this time in purgatory. And it's a time of us, and we don't know really much about it. You know, we don't know exactly how it plays out. We don't know, like, okay, this—if you have this sin on your uh, soul, you're going to spend it in this amount of time in purgatory. It's more of, more or less, just this notion that we will be taking time to uh, be forgiven of our sins. And the thing about purgatory is, once we're in purgatory, we are guaranteed entrance into heaven, but it, we have to go through that time of purgation, that time of being made pure and being made perfect. Um, because God doesn't permit anything in his presence that isn't perfect, which makes sense because, you know, we always talk about um, coming before God and having to, you know, some of the saints had to shield their eyes um, because uh, it was so bright they couldn't see him. Well, it's kind of the same idea. We can't go before God unless we are perfect. And so we need to be perfect before we can enter heaven. And the time of purgation is that time of making us perfect. And so we trust in God. Uh, all those souls in purgatory will be entering into heaven at His discretion. Um, and but the thing about it is, is that the souls in purgatory cannot pray for themselves; they can only pray for others. And so we we here on earth are praying for them that they might be able to get into heaven, because we do know that God hears and answers all prayers. And so we ask God that He might. Uh, forgive them and clean them of their sins so that they can enter into heaven forever. Right, Barnabas? Brother Barnabas, you you have to remember all this, right?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. It's let me explain it in a more very simple way that everyone in Western good. Pennsylvania can understand, right? So basically, if you're a Steelers fan, you're going straight to heaven. But if Ew. you read
0: Eagles, <laughs> the Browns
1: or, or the Ravens Ew. Purgatory Ew. for many years. <laughs> That's a good way for us to. So actually, all right. On a serious note, I'm teaching RCIA right now. Oh, God bless you. At first, I thought it was going to be a very big challenge, but it's been very rewarding. And one of the topics that we've talked about is purgatory, because a lot of our Protestant brothers and sisters, you know, it is confusing when you hear things in the Catholic Church about what is purgatory. Um. So trying to like boil it down to what is it like, right? I think that's helpful to explain what it is and let me know what you guys think about this but have you ever had the feeling like after can you still hear me yeah like after um like in a small way right uh after um either how do I put this confession someone no no like someone leaves your life in a certain way is it's like a feeling of grief over the love that hasn't been experienced, or could have been more, right? So a big example, big example. Um, whenever we lose someone that we love, all of a sudden, in those moments, we feel like, oh, I wish I would have like said these things to this person, or like loved them in this way even more, or whatever. Or even a small example, like in the college ministry I do. Every year, you see parents bring freshmen to Saint, and their like eyes are filled with tears just because they know that something different is happening, you know? And all of a sudden, like the love we have for people is really realized in the moments of transition. And in this moment of transition from death into heaven, I think purgatory is the feeling, this like feeling of grief that we haven't loved God as we should. And that is so beautifully painful that it, that's the, the, the purgation, that's the purifying fire yeah. of love. So anything that got cut out, you guys can repeat, but there it is. I'm going to stop talking.
2: Well, that's fine. And and honestly, what I was thinking about, too, with this um, uh, is that the gospel reading that I'm going to— or not the gospel reading. The first reading I want to use for tomorrow um, is the reading from the Book of Wisdom. And it's the one where we hear, um, God tried them like gold in the furnace. And so I love hearing this one at funerals especially. And I use uh, it—it's actually in— if I die before either of you, it's in my funeral planning. Like, I want this this first reading, and I want the gospel I'm going to talk about in a second. So the first reading, God tried them like gold in the furnace. You know, when we get gold from the ground, it's dirty, it's impure, it's not perfect. And so the gold then gets put in the furnace. And when it gets put in the furnace, it melts. And not only does it melt but it catches on fire. I don't know if if you guys have ever seen it happen, but it actually catches on fire. And as it catches on fire and um, the impure things uh, are burning, it melts away, right? It falls away. It literally falls away into the furnace. And then it's made perfect and pure, you know? And so we want that really pure gold because that's when it's at its most valuable and when it's at its most best. Um, And so, uh, you know, but that's sounds like to me a painful process. I don't know if you've ever burnt your tongue or your mouth or your hands on anything like I just did this past week. So I made French onion soup for the other priests that I live with because um, it was one of the priests uh, birthdays and he loves French onion soup. And so I made French onion soup and I was going to go taste it to make sure it tasted all right. So it's boiling hot now. You would think that a smart person would, um, you know, wait for it to cool down or blow on it. No, 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 not not this guy, not this guy. Uh, I put this boiling hot liquid into my mouth oh my. and burnt the roof of my mouth so bad. I still have a sore on it. Oh. So this is like over a a week now. So I'm, you know, it's painful. It's not fun. I don't know if you've ever caught yourself on fire like I have. Um, Yes, legitimately caught myself on fire or stepped on a hot coal at the beach. Yep, did that one too. Very painful. Um, But God is saying in the book of wisdom that he's going to try us like gold in the furnace. That's painful. Parts of us are going to burn up. Parts of us are going to burn away, fall away, and it's going to be hot and really hurt. And I think... That that's a beautiful image of purgatory because—and that's also about our life here on earth, that we are tried while we're here on earth, but we're also tried in purgatory and made perfect because we can only be perfect in heaven. So, uh, you know, I just—I don't know. For me, that's a beautiful image of that. So,
1: so purgatory is like eating your hot French onion soup.
0: Sure. I'm, I'm going gonna to have to— I, I have to eat now. your soup in purgatory? I I preferred <laughs> I preferred Barnas, Barnabas's analogy about the Steelers and, and Browns. That that was that was easier to understand.
1: <laughs> Wait, one last one. It's like maybe it's like when you wake up in the morning and you have to turn the lights on, and your eyes are like, Ugh! you know what I mean.
0: I want to talk about more like biblical references for purgatory because there's a lot of misunderstanding about purgatory, especially amongst the the Protestant community. And so, like, if you're ever challenged, like. Hey, purgatory is not in the Bible. Like, what do you say? Like, is it biblical? Uh, where do we get this from?
1: Uh, the Maccabees thing, right? Yeah. The bottom line there, when you read that story, is that there were soldiers that died, right? That others are praying for. Now, why would you pray for someone that you see before you that is dead, unless you believe that there's something going on in the afterlife worthy of prayers, right? Right. And, you know, I I was... Uh, I was at the great establishment of Dunkin' Donuts the other day. Am, am I not cutting out? No,
2: you're fine. But Dunkin' Donuts, what is wrong with – oh, well, you you are southern Pennsylvania. I went to
1: Dunkin' Donuts.
2: Dunkin', Dunkin Donuts is is trash.
1: Versus what, man? What's, what's Tim
2: Hortons, the no, best yeah, coffee right, company stop. there
0: is. No, knock it off. Please.
1: You guys got to stop. They both you just got 10 more years in so, purgatory. Who's, who's <laughs> Go the ahead, better? Vince.
2: Who's the better uh, coffee maker then? Don't say Starbucks. Don't say Starbucks. That
1: mermaid will drown
2: you, bro.
0: Are you talking to me? Yes. Yeah. I, I like black rifle coffee. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Fine. I'll give you that. I like their coffee too.
1: So be it. Anyway. All right. Um, I was at the great establishment of Dunkin' Donuts the other day, having a conversation with someone who asked me about, um, you know, ghosts and spirits and things uh, like that. Yes. That it, and uh, I think the Catholic church actually has a pretty good uh, teaching on this, which is basically uh, people that experience at times. Now, this isn't true for all the souls in purgatory can you hear me yes yep great people that experience on occasion like whoa things are moving or i feel like i encountered a ghost or something like that what is that right often it could be a soul in purgatory asking for prayers like hey can you pray for me can you offer mass for me um i'm in this purgation process so that's another side note just to bring up yeah different than demonic stuff like if there's like bad things happening like blood and scary things that's there's a distinction between souls in purgatory like ghosts and things and then like the
2: demonic it's really funny that you bring that up though because this kind of all fits into it as well and i want to bring up another um passage from the old testament then real quick and then um because it kind of leads into also um uh, what we just celebrated yesterday or two days ago depending on when you're listening to this but on october 31st halloween right um when, and people always want to, you know, co- uh, contact the ghosts and the, the demons and all that kind of fu- stuff and find out is it, uh, what type of uh, entity is it? Um,
1: we, Side note, don't do that. Yeah, don't do that, which,
2: which is exactly what I'm going to get at is, um, do you remember which of the kings, I'm going to say it's Saul. I'm pretty sure Saul is trying to contact one of the previous kings and he goes to a, um, A medium? Am I right, Barnabas? I'm not the scripture scholar. Yes. No, you're correct. And so what? help me out here. What happens when he goes to that um, medium and, and contacts one of the previous kings? What does the king say?
1: He says, don't do that.
2: Yeah. he just like, don't do that. Don't mess with that stuff. Leave me alone. I was sleeping just fine until you woke me up. Leave me be.
1: Yeah. Go to God instead. Yeah, Stop messing around with mediums and stuff.
2: Yeah. So like that's that's kind of important. And I'm glad that we all brought that up because that that is a very important thing. So
0: anyway. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like, what can you do for, you know, the souls who have, pa- have passed on, who are possibly in purgatory? I mean, I guess it really comes down to two things. So what if someone's in heaven? Can you still pray for them? How does that work? Like, how do I know, you know, do I still pray for my, you know, my great grandmother who died whenever I was a little kid or like, is there any, is there any point in that? Um, and then two, like, you know, I, there's so many different things that we do as a family and like that we just do in general when it comes to, you know, the souls in purgatory. One, we pray for them every single night Two, if I'm ever biking through, I I bike through a cemetery in my local neighborhood. And so I'll just pray a rosary as I'm biking through, uh, the cemetery and, and all that, I guess for like. I, I pray for all the souls. That's kind of what, why um, my intentions are whenever I pray the rosary yeah. uh, through the cemetery. And then and then two— I think—
1: th- Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. No, I I think there's—isn't there a, like an indulgence throughout the month of November? Yeah. The for Holy... praying—if praying you go to a cemetery and pray.
2: Yeah. The Holy Father um, this year extended the indulgence from—it's it's normally— <clears throat> excuse me, it's normally just for um, All Souls Day, but Holy Father uh, extended it through the entire month of November. And I'm grateful he did that because it's so important that we go to the um, cemeteries and pray for our beloved de- deceased and care for their graves um, because that, that is a um, it's also an act of uh, charity. Um, oh gosh, see, we were supposed to memorize this stuff in seminary. And once again, I, I'm showing that I'm a bad student um well taking care
0: of the dead is yeah that's it that's an an what i'm trying charity. to remember
2: yeah that's the one i'm trying to remember so even after they're dead and they're you know gone that's still an act of charity uh so you know um but you you asked the question and barnabas I, brother barnabas i'd like you to answer this because i think you were about to give a really good explanation to it And you asked the question if someone that i'm praying for is already in heaven well are my prayers yes wasted or useless and both of us are we're about to jump in and say absolutely not so go for it
1: yeah yeah so no prayer is never wasted right so let's say you know you're still praying for your grandmother who died 20 years ago and you're like well gosh she's got to be in heaven by now but you know why you know when am i supposed to stop praying for well you know as long as we're alive we can pray for those who have died and well you know what does god do with my prayers then if like grandma's already in heaven and you know, we leave that up to God, you know, that I think it, it, it brings in a conversation like what is, what is prayer? You know, this isn't just like a currency of like spiritual things. Prayer is ultimately an act of love and love is never wasted. So we just pray and, you know, in terms of even prayer, prayer and God are outside of time. So prayer is like, we offer the love of prayer and let it up to God.
0: Yeah. And, and yeah, I guess one thing I, Try to explain, uh, and try to like wrap my head around. Sometimes, even my on my my myself is, you know, God is outside of time and space, and like we have this very linear linear view of time, and in heaven and, and is is completely outside of that. And so, like your prayers now, you could still pray for somebody who died a thousand years ago, you know. Like that's what's kind of cool about it, and it's hard to get our little minds out of that. Um, because we're just so used to that linear time of past, present, future. Well, God doesn't work like that. He's throughout that whole entire time and space.
1: Yeah. It's more like that movie interstellar where there's like random bookshelves in space and you just like jump through that. That's like, that's like heaven. I love these analogies. This is great. Andy, are you texting? No, actually, can you please be present to us, Father Andy? Are you, what are you, you doing? To,
2: are you are you shaming me?
1: My sister, who has a newborn baby, tried to FaceTime me, but I hung it up just to be with you.
2: Oh, don't you pull that on me! Sorry, I'm trying to do ministry at the moment. At the hey, same time,
1: no, but, but serious question,
0: though. like uh, Brother Barnabas, like what do you guys do at the monastery? Um, you know, for all the the monks who who have passed away, like what is your what that kind of things is do you a,
2: do? That's a really cool answer, because I know what's coming, and it's awesome. Oh, go ahead, Father. No, man. I want to hear you tell, talk all about it, because I've got to witness it. But uh, hearing it from the monk's perspective, I can't give due diligence you, to it. I,
1: um, wait, for, for also—I forget what we do. Well,
2: what like, do we do? when
1: I was, I've was. i been here so long.
2: Oh, my gosh. When I was there in seminary, like you guys had—didn't um, you always go up to the cemetery, and uh, you would— pray up there after mass and sometimes do a procession up through the cemetery i mean at least you did the few years that i was at saint vincent's
1: oh i guess we do do that (laughs) my memory is so bad he's not he's he's not really
0: he's not really a monk
2: (laughs) no he's been faking it the whole time
1: maybe i see i just it's early in the morning i fall asleep um no i mean so it's cool in the cemetery we have uh if you look at the monks, we have all their crosses lined up for just like, you know, as far as the eye can see. And, um, uh, you know, it's still uh, a great tradition for us in the monastery to go, we have our own cemetery to go and walk around up there and to pray for our brothers. And, um, of course on all souls day, we have, uh, not just our monks, but the names of anyone that comes to our church actually put the names like on the altar, like most parish masses will see. Um, But Benedict was very much about remembering our death and not being afraid of death. And I think when we remember that the church militant, who is us, still like fighting in the battle, are connected to the church suffering, those all souls that we're praying for, uh, is an encouraging thing for us to uh, make sure that we're still praying for everybody.
2: And that's what we do uh, not only um, today for All Souls Day, but yesterday All Saints Day. See, I'm, I'm now mixing it up. So if anybody's listening, they're getting really confused. Um, but on these two days, um, we don't, you know, we don't know, like we were saying before, we don't know what, who our prayers are going for, whether it be for, you know, we're praying for someone and they end up being us in heaven already, or we're praying for someone, or we're just praying for the souls in purgatory. But the beautiful thing about it, at least in my opinion, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that you know someday I'm going to be one of those souls in purgatory. I know it 100%. I'm going to be one of those souls in purgatory. I'm going to guarantee that someday everybody's going to be for everybody who's alive when I was alive is going to be dead and gone as well. And I'm going to be forgotten. But by the offering of the mass for myself and for everybody in purgatory, um, personally, I think that's just a beautiful thing because it's just I know that I'm always going to be remembered in mass no matter what for the rest of my life, even if it's just once a year. I know that I will be my prayer, my soul will be prayed for. So it's an important thing and it's a great thing and it's, if it's I, all,
0: all part of the body of Christ. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um what I mean one thing I guess we could, we should probably wrap it up here soon, but um, one thing you can do at home that we we think is pretty cool we we do this at home with the kids especially too is if you have an— and If you have a home altar, even if you don't have a home altar, like make a space in November and print out pictures of all your relatives who have passed on and just put them out. Like we have them on little, like, I don't know, two by three, like little pictures that we string out on our altar and then like hot glue it up or tack it up to the altar. And then we can pray for our family and, you know, close friends and and other relatives who have passed on throughout our lives. And, um, and that's just one way to kind of offer up those prayers and to really remember um, and and throughout the whole month of November. So that's what we do. And I I think that's something that, I mean, it's really easy to do. You know, you go to Walmart, get some pictures printed out and, and, you know, just put them out. And then that way you're, they're always visually like you see them as you're walking through the house, you remember to say a prayer. And, uh, and I think that's, You know, just one easy way to do it that's effective.
2: One of the absolute traditional Catholic ways to remember our beloved deceased um, is to uh, burn a candle right? And so a lot of times we burn uh, a candle for our beloved dead. And so they're really cheap. And there's some really nice ones that you can get from even the dollar store, right? I've seen the ones with uh, the Sacred Heart. I've seen the ones of St. Jude. Um, Those are beautiful candles. And you can, you know, if you want to take them to your priest to have them blessed, you know, as a priest, I encourage that. Um, So you have that option. And then burn those candles and put a specific intention for that candle, right? You're going to burn that candle in memory of, and you can put it for a person. And we have that same option in most of our churches as well. I know here at my church at St. George, we have an entire area called the shrine where we have uh, at least a hundred candles available that people can make an offering for and light it in memory of their beloved deceased. And so you know that's another beautiful option for us available uh is is to burn that candle to remind us of the light of Christ right so yeah, and that's, that's what another... it is it's
0: a, it's a reminder and it's, there's nothing magical about lighting a candle or no. anything like that but it's it's a reminder and that's what's really cool about you know being catholic is we have all these reminders um, yeah. we have um we have statues and we have this beautiful art we have music, sometimes beautiful music and uh, and that's that's always to bring us closer to god and, and to to help just to help with that and that's why i love incense because yeah. it helps you it, you know it helps you in prayer
1: see this is where we could combine the best of all those worlds what if <laughs> yankee candle started sponsoring the catholic church <laughs> and we just had like nice smelly... like imagine like all the nice smells we could have in the church
0: you know distractions i don't know
1: like cinnamon cinnamon All right, Or sorry, I'm, well I'm,
2: I'm, the other thing i'm thinking about that is like how about we um what if we had candles that smelled like incense because there was a candle company that was making candles that smelled like frankincense and myrrh and it smelled really nice. I'd buy that. If anybody
1: out there wants to create your own incense flavored church candles and flavored?
2: Are you eating it? Like I flavored. know it's made out of uh, beeswax, but I'm not eating
1: that. If anybody wants to make your own incense f- edible? candles
2: where are you going with this
1: i think we need to write Pope francis and him, this is the this is the new way this is the way <laughs> this is how we get people back to mass <laughs> right
2: make the candle smelly oh,
1: boy. <laughs> all right
0: we gotta wrap this up hey um thanks guys for, for for coming on tonight and thank you everybody for listening um we hope that you have a uh, a great week, and we are really looking forward to coming back and really being back. Uh, we, and we took some time off. We've all had some issues and different things going on, and uh, but hopefully now we're back. So with all that being said, uh, God bless you and have a great week.